Hi, I'm Akanksha Savnal and this is the Made for More podcast by A Curve Story, one of India's first inclusive and body positive clothing brands. Join us as we chat with change makers who are breaking stereotypes and creating a new normal. This episode features Savita Nanjappa, an award-winning business coach, founder of Success with Savita and a great podcast host herself with over an audience of 170k listens. Savita over time has coached over 150 businesses and takes pride in coaching women entrepreneurs. This episode is extremely special to me because Savita is not just my business coach but she's also how I started my podcast journey. It feels like life has come full circle with today Savita being a guest on Made for More. Join me as I have a conversation with her about women entrepreneurship, their strengths, and how to identify if you need business coaching. Hi, Savita. Welcome to the episode, and I'm so glad that you were able to take time to, uh, you know, share your story with us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited uh, to be on your podcast. Uh, it's definitely my kind of podcast when you name it made for more. So yeah, I'm excited. Looking forward to our chat. And I feel like it's come a full circle. I started with your podcast. Now you're on mine. So uh, yeah. Without wasting any more time, I'm going to dive straight into our questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, from you know you've shared uh, your story uh, you know with me and of course like on your uh, social media platforms uh, you have mentioned that you were in the corporate uh, structured jobs for about 15 17 years and you went from being fired in a corporate job uh, and moving on to coaching right how was this journey for you like you know on a personal level when it comes to like self development or how it changed you as a person yeah so a uh, very interesting question because i think this this is a story i haven't spoken about for some time now mm-hmm. but uh, interestingly i think i had no personal development journey or self help journey until the moment that i got fired now uh, while i got i i had never expected that would be my story because i always was i was doing well at work um mine was the corporate dream i was going to retire uh, as a ceo or ceo of some company so this was just such a um like such a shaking moment for me because shocking moment i would say because i never expected and when you uh, when you don't expect something you can't prepare at all so my situation was i went from being fired to then spiraling into low confidence lack of self esteem and then after that i actually didn't do well at my next job even though i got rehired at my old job my company welcomed me back i had a great group of people supporting me and a great uh, boss I found it hard until that moment I was the person who would speak up but after that moment I found it hard to speak up I wanted to stay silent I felt like my voice didn't mean anything I didn't mean anything so I allowed it to really uh hit you know hit me in ways that I never imagined so that was my first thing that I lacked confidence now 3 years post that firing incident is when I actually quit corporate I had my child and um you know that's when I started turn around but here's what I did when this incident happened when i was going through this whole issue of low confidence low self esteem trying to hide in the background not be visible i um decided to go try for a baby and that's when my doctor told me you don't have um you know it's not very good news you have a 2% chance of success you may not actually end up having to have a baby maybe you need to go the surrogate circle 
uh, the surrogate route. And then I was like, wow, I mean, you know, you know, they say success begets success, but failure, mm-hmm. when you're in that state of mind, you can, because you're in that low vibe, because you're in that low energy, you kind of attract more of that. Yeah. And I was like, I fail at everything now. I mean, there isn't like one area that I can say I'm doing well. There were so many areas, but I couldn't see it. Yeah, it's And like so I said, okay, right. Yeah. And you fail to see the things that are going well for you because you're so caught up with the stuff that's not going well for you. So I went through IVF and that's when I made that decision that, you know, the way I am right now, if I do IVF, it's not going to work for me. So Mm -hmm. I went through IVF and I said, I'm just going to be positive. I'm not going to overthink this. Go do what needs to be done. And that worked. And so from that moment on, I decided that I am never going to be this person who thinks that I need to quit on life or I'm not good enough because that my daughter was born. And then I was like, I cannot be this person for this child. Mm-hmm. So I think that started my journey. And that's when I realized that the way you think your mindset, it, when you think positive, it can really work for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I quit my job. Mm-hmm. I decided to go retrain as an image consultant. And then that's when I decided then to finally move into coaching. And I think so it's been a journey, but I would still say if I hadn't been fired, I don't know, you know, I would have still been thinking I'm cat's whiskers. I was, I would have still been going through the corporate journey, would have had no self-development, would have not had any growth. And so I think when you look back, you thank your stars that something's happened. Yeah, I think some of these jolts are also meant to like push us in the right direction. And then maybe like, you know, getting fired was that, starting point of this journey for you also yeah and sometimes you don't read the signs when you know something is not meant for you Uh, your intuition tells you maybe you're in the wrong job your intuition tells you maybe you're not in the right environment it's not going to work for you but you ignore it because you think wow this position is great the money is great and I feel like that's also another lesson that I've had so it was meant to be it was meant to be for me to take this direction so uh, I mean it's a very inspiring story because uh, not a lot of people, you know, recover this quick or uh, in the way that you have, like, you know, the whole bouncing back process is a long process. Like, you know, I also had to deal with it before I was uh, launching my brand. And I remember in the last few months, how much work we've done together on like a positive mindset. So one question that I definitely have always wanted to ask you ever since I got to know you is, why did you pick coaching? Like, how did that kind of find you? Because, you know, you could have easily taken up uh, like a consultant role or or a freelance role in uh, the area of expertise that you were already practicing at these jobs. So how mm-hmm. were you kind of steered towards uh, coaching? Yeah, I think it's a journey because it wasn't something that I planned. So it wasn't like this is my goal and I'm going to go there. Uh, when I started, uh, when I quit corporate, I was going to be a freelancer. It took me some time to realize a freelancer is also in business uh, because, you know, you tend to think like, oh, I'm just a freelancer. I'm just going to consult for a few people. Then you end up not making money. So that did happen to me. I did not make any money. Uh, I was doing a lot of work, but not getting paid. And then while I focused on training and image coaching and image consulting, I was never meant to be the coach that I'm today, which is a mindset business success coach. I met a client uh, in those early days. And uh, she was going through a lot and I was working with her on her executive presence. And I realized at that time that everything that I was telling her wasn't really going to work for her because what she needed was the inner work, the confidence, the mindset change. And whatever I was trying to do was on the outside. 
and you know it never you can now cannot hold on to something which doesn't come from within because it's very superficial yeah. and i looked at her and i thought i don't know how to help her like i'm not equipped i i don't know what i should do to help her i know what to do on the outside but not what to do on the inside so that they say when the student is ready uh, the teacher appears it was exactly at that moment that i met my own coach and they had this coaching program uh, which was a year long coaching program and i joined that program and that's how i transitioned from being a training uh, a image consultant into coaching i completed that program and then i started working alongside with clients and that's how i transitioned into coaching so yeah to answer your question it just was a journey from the experiences and the people that i met and what the people that i was working with needed at that time but i think um you know the universe works in strange ways it's always going to bring you to where you're exactly meant to be so it was my path that's amazing now that you know you worked with a lot of you do coach a lot of women entrepreneurs as well do you think with time like ever since you started until now do you think women entrepreneurs are now a little more open to asking for help or receiving help because that's something that i personally know i struggle with both on a personal and professional level and uh, the more that i have connected with other female founders i kind of see the same pattern you know you're kind of wired to be too independent because you're in that role as a leader and uh, sometimes it's not the easiest to go ask for help so do you think that trend has been uh, you know moving more towards the positive side I think yes and no there's still some work it you know globally yes mm-hmm. um now when people women especially get into entrepreneurship they are looking for resources they are looking to learn they come in with the growth mindset because you can't be an entrepreneur without having the uh growth mindset so then you're coming in and saying hey who can help me who are the people i need to talk to from a coaching perspective i think especially in india business coaching business consultants existed but not coaches i remember in 2017 when i started and i would tell people hey i'm a coach and i work with business the reason i chose was business was because i didn't learn to turn around my own business yes. and i applied everything that i learned in corporate people would be like uh, you're going to teach me how to lose weight because it coaching was always meant to be in a sports or a fitness perspective yes. but i think we've come a long way today there are career coaches life coaches all kinds of coaches and i feel like it's become more mainstream and while women still struggle to ask for help it's just getting better and better because now they know if i wanted to there's someone there's okay. someone i can there hire for everything yeah but earlier i think one was just supposed to figure this all out by yourself have to do it by myself women put themselves under a lot of pressure uh, and also maybe they want enough resources correct correct yeah that makes sense actually uh, that comes uh, that brings me to our next question uh, at what point do you think uh, you know this is especially for young entrepreneurs who are listening at what point do you think they should consider like maybe looking for a coach i think there's no good time to seek a coach you can get a coach at any time and i would say sometimes get them from the um right at the start and i'll tell you why there's diy right. you can do it yourself there's google university there's youtube university you can figure out a lot of stuff okay but what happens is coaching is not meant to be you don't need to have a coach working with you 365 days many years together you should get coaching and it works for everyone right but at the beginning it helps align what you should focus on because sometimes when you're starting out you can try to do 
too many things at the same time. And what happens when you work with a coach is they align your vision. You get clear on your vision, your strategy, your business model. So I think it's really important that if you want a business coach, you start right at the beginning. And then once you've achieved like you've got your first hundred customers you've got your first thousand customers um and you know what you're going to do you have a plan that you're going to execute for the next 12 months go do that and then for your next level up you can get coaching again um because you're going to always have experts coming in right at some point you may have a business coach at another time you may have a marketing uh mentor at another time you may be having to do something else so I feel like the ecosystem needs to exist because it just helps you be your best. So there isn't a right time. Right time is whatever you think it's right. Uh, But I would say uh, it helps you. Right now I'm working with someone who's launching and I feel like she's going so much faster and she's more focused uh, because she knows I'm going to do just these things. Otherwise, you know, you get so much advice and there's so much advice out there. They're like, hey, you should do this, hey, you should do that. And then you're trying to do everything and everything doesn't get you the results. Actually, only hyper focus gets you results. Exactly. I I mean, I I would agree with this for sure, because even when uh, I discovered your profile and we started working together, uh, a curve story was super like at a nascent stage then. And when we Mm. met you, like, you know, COVID had just hit, we were kind of like figuring out what the pandemic has in store for us. And I feel this whole tunnel vision and like, you know, kind of having that hyper-focused direction really help because like you said there's so much advice out there that it's very easy to get lost in like multiple opinions and kind of lose your own focus or vision about what you're trying to build so having that one person who kinds of you know holds the ground for you can make a huge difference because some I, I do feel like you know on some level your friends families partners they can't get what you're in because you know they're not in your shoes so as yeah. much as they can advise you, um, yeah. because they are not there, they may not fully uh, understand the gravity of the situation either. True. And I want to add on to that, Akanksha. See, there's a difference between getting mentoring and getting coaching. Right. Okay. A mentor is going to give you advice. Correct. Now, a coach is extremely aligned to your vision. A mentor is someone, you know, the way mentoring process works is you ask for advice on a certain area then you get that advice and then you go and you kind of you know think about it and maybe you'll implement it but with coaching it's very very specific there's a specific framework there's specific goals we work together on the goals yeah there's so a lot I feel of hand holding right like there's a lot of hand holding and i feel like mentoring is where you work with someone for a certain like you on a specific area but coaching is you're doing it for like those three months or six months and you're like you know getting step by step you're discussing you're on your goals you're week on week you're chatting it just uh you know allows you so what i'm saying is you need coaches you also need mentors sometimes people think it's either this or that but you need both correct it really depends on like where you're at when it comes to your business or life and what you may require on that particular day correct yeah, but I do feel like having a mix of both can do like wonders yeah. because one is keeping you focused constantly, and the other person yeah. could be great at you know sharing uh, exactly yeah. like uh, experience yeah. uh, around the industry or what yes. you can implement then. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like we said, there's a sea of mentors and coaches, right? Like, and now there are people for obviously there are therapists, there are people who work great on like life 
you know like basically life experiences there are people for business sales marketing all of this so um mm-hmm. in the sea of like coaches uh, are there any things that you recommend people should be looking out for when they're kind of uh, narrowing down on who a coach could be for them yeah i think that's a great question because it's an important question to for anybody who is wanting to hire a coach to think about number one i think you've got to think about why do you want this coach for what area what specific reason now it could be that you need a coach you know you're struggling with relationships in your personal life and you would want somebody to help you who's a relationship coach so get specific on you know it's not going to be one coach fits all ideally yes you can have a life coach but if you want to target a specific area for growth you want to improve on a specific area then you should hire that core specific kind of coach so that's one so get clear it begins with you you get clear on why do you want a coach and what are those exact specific things that you want them to help you with what's not going to help you is if you're like you know i'm going to figure out what uh, i think i should do and then you work with the coach and the coach and you will figure out two three things and then you're like oh you know what i'm not going to do this i don't want to do this and i don't want to do that and get clear because then you're just going around in circles yeah. and you're not going to narrow down on improvement you're not going to see improvement and you're going to blame the coach because you because you want clear in yeah. the first place to yes absolutely so get clear know why you want your why you want the coach what area do you want to help and be clear about what are the specific results that you want to get why because it helps the coaching equation as well yeah. uh, you're both on the same page and you're both working towards the same thing and um, you know it doesn't mean that if you're working with someone for business you shouldn't be working with someone for relationships you can ha- be working with different people uh for uh, it's like you go to school you have different subjects and you have different teachers teaching those subjects yeah. Yeah. right so it doesn't mean that you can't have a uh, coaches but i would still say uh if if you have someone for work and if you want help for the other areas of your life go and talk to them now uh there's therapy and then there's coaching usually if you need therapy most coaches should be able to advise you during the first session that hey what you need is also to work with a therapist correct right for this when there's a deeper underlying issue when there's something that really needs to be addressed when there's trauma when there's all of that uh the coach should be able to advise you even if you didn't know at that time that you also need right. to work with a Yeah I mean because I think when people usually I mean even I was like this when you know it was our first session I remember that uh, I knew what I wanted but I wasn't clear of the direction and that's something that I think is supposed to come from a coach to basically yeah. give you that clarity as to what are the different ways that you can take it take you know this whole situation forward yeah. um and uh this this was very true because uh, what happens especially for entrepreneurs i think is that you're so tunnel focused on your business that you can't yeah. derail with a lot of other aspects of your life whether it's relationships a social yeah. life networking and like everything kind of becomes work especially when mm-hmm. you're in this launch phase so i think having a little focus on the other areas of your life also does help uh, it definitely yeah. did kind of help me at the time so uh, yeah if to everyone listening i would just like to say like you know don't lose focus on the other areas of your life your business is very important but it's also a part of your life like everything else yeah so uh, we don't need to let it like you know consume too much of ourselves yeah absolutely so now that you help people decide how they should pick coaches can you tell me what is your screening criteria when you finalize a client <laughs> okay um 
I mean, it's a very simple one. I I look for an energy fit and an attitude fit. Uh, not everybody. I'm not supposed to be. I can't be a coach for everyone. Right. Uh, probably I won't. I, I won't. You're not going to be liked by everyone. Everybody is not going to like your process or how you look at things. So I think um, the first thing that I do in my uh, discovery session is I I look for clarity. And I look for also attitude and the can do the willingness to do the work. And this is really important for me because, you know, we can we can come up with the best laid plans. But if you're not going to work on it, uh, you're not going to see results. And when you don't see results, it gives me no joy to just take your money, see that you've not gotten anywhere. It just makes me really sad. So for me, I'm very, very particular about personal satisfaction. I, I call myself, I'm the cheerleader uh, in your lives when nobody's cheering for you. I, I live vicariously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the person who gets to sit in the back seat of your car for that particular period and, you know, share your journey, your highs, your lows. So I need to be able to understand that the person's willing to do the work. And that's something that I look for. So willingness to do the work, um, asking uh, as many questions as I can, why I do the discovery. So you can see whether you like the way I approach things, you like the conversation, you like the energy, am I a fit for you? And I'm, I'm also clear that not everybody may be a fit for me. Not everybody may like me. And that's okay. Right. Everybody needs to choose who may be right for them at that particular point in their lives. Right. Yeah, I mean, energy, I do believe like is a major uh, denominator with, you know, picking a coach because everyone has a very specific line of thought. And if you find someone who's well aligned with that thought and is going to help you move forward in the uh, in this whole process of growth, uh, I feel it's amazing because that was one of the first things I would also look at, you know, when I speak to a potential coach is that, you know, where I want to get. And does the person in front of me see that I can get there? And can they ensure that, you know, they'll be a part of the process. They'll do, uh, they'll help in any way they can to kind of, you know, push me in that direction. Because not every day is like rosy and sunny and nice, right? You need people who can, um, you know, really pick you up on days when you're not feeling it. And I remember having many of those uh, (laughs) in the last few months. (laughs) That's going to be a part of so many people's lives. It's the other way. I mean, it works two ways. For me, uh, the other reason the client energy is as important is I don't want to go into a session, just feel like I want to feel good. I want to feel happy. I want to, I, I, very specific that I love my clients. I don't want to be in a position where I'm working with a client. I'm dreading the conversation. I'm like, oh my God, what is he going to come up with? Today? What is she going to come up today? Um, so, you know, <laughs> I'm, I screen for all of that. So energy yeah. is very important. Yeah. Absolutely. Now that you've worked with so many entrepreneurs, uh, what what do you think is something that you see common that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with? Um, you know, because wow. everyone's journey is different, but there are some things that, you know, with time, uh, even I've been noticing that, oh, wait, like this person and I have like this in common. And then mm-hmm. you know, when you connect with them, you're able to kind of vent and, you know, shoot ideas at each other about how to overcome this obstacle. So like, because you work with so many people at once, I'd love to know what you have to say about this. I think uh, some of the challenges um, that you're saying is common for everybody is um, one is, I think this wanting to do it all. 
mm. I'm wanting to do it all now, right? I feel like that is something that, and I always say, yes, you should have that template. You should know that these are all the things that I want to do and you'll get there. But what is key, especially in entrepreneurship for me, I see is patience and not many people can be patient. They, they, they don't wait. They don't put in uh, the work. And sometimes because of social media, it can be very unrealistic because a lot of people are posting their wins and living their best life online. And here is this entrepreneur saying, but I am struggling and I'm not hitting success as fast as everyone else. Right. And the fact is success does take time, work, effort, energy. So I think one is uh, lacking in patience. The second is sometimes because uh, something fails or because something doesn't go the way the person has envisioned it, quitting mm-hmm. on it too soon, right? Not not staying the course, uh, which which is also about patience, but it's also about consistency. Do something right. over and over and over and over again. So consistency is key. I think that's something that I see sometimes entrepreneurs struggle with. But otherwise, uh, everybody struggles with um, you know, some feeling, you know, questioning, they're all questioning, like, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Um, you know, is this the way? So having doubts, and that's, again, something which is a uh, very common and challenges are around, uh, you know, uh, in the beginning, it's about rolling out and finding product market fit, identifying your right audiences, that is something that everybody has. Uh, challenges with because after that it's all high flying you have lesser challenges you may have challenges of complexity because your scale is now grown but and more more or less also I feel like one thing that entrepreneurs struggle with is in the beginning you're out you launched your business but you don't when you suddenly growth happens the processes aren't in place the systems are not in place so you Yeah. So everything kind of starts to like, you know, everything becomes a fire. Everything becomes an emergency. You start having a lot of like you're doing a lot of firefighting because systems, because processes are not in place. And I feel like that's something entrepreneurs can do right at the beginning when you have a little more time, set up processes and uh, set up systems. So when you hit scale, it's with ease and it's not, you know, it's not a challenge for you to deliver to your clients. So I think, yeah, these are some things that I see commonly across all uh, businesses in one way or the other. Sometimes something comes first, sometimes something comes later, but this is something that I, so I would say primarily mindset and then the way you kind of your systems, your product identification, your client identification, and then your processes, systems, your basic execution of your business is something that I see people struggling with. Yeah, actually, this is uh, like, you know, been a common factor, like even when I have spoken to fellow entrepreneurs, because uh, the whole, the first task is to tap into your target market, right? Once you've done that, you're already in the pool. So you learn to swim, but the whole thing is about taking that leap, I think, and finding the right ways to kind of do that. So, um, because this is the Made For More podcast and we talk all about inclusivity, body positivity and no filter, one very uh, tricky question that I want to ask you is, uh, you know, we see a lot of brands these days, uh, clothing or not, who, um, you know, show a lot of care towards being inclusive, whether it's gender, age, uh, sexual preference. And uh, also body positive, right? Do you think brands are genuinely like, you know, keen towards these kind of brand values or is it more like a flavor of the month or a CSR activity? It's such a loaded question. I don't even know how to answer. Okay, let me try to be as honest as I can be without, uh, you know, being too diplomatic. I think 
you know the nature of uh business the uh, not business the nature of marketing is such that you know you go with what's trending what's buzzy what's out there so it is right now it's you know to say we are inclusive it's to say that um you know we are allies we are ableist we are um you know a lot of these words sustainability is another one that i hear but i feel like while a lot of brands can jump onto this bandwagon there are genuinely a few brands who do the work right and yours is one where you do the work uh, i and i know and i'm not saying this just because i'm on your podcast because i ordered stuff from you and i know that you know you are uh, making all kinds of sizes so i feel like there are genuinely a few brands who are trying to change the ecosystem there are a lot of young um, aspiring people who are coming up who are trying to do things which is you know about being inclusive so i i wouldn't say everyone is doing it but i feel like the place is changing there's a lot of work and i think buzzwords help bring awareness it's important um five years ago i don't nobody was talking about inclusion and sizes today everybody is talking about it, it and i think that's because yeah so it takes time uh, not everyone maybe about the bus right now but they're trying to get on which is a good thing for the whole yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i mean so yeah. long, even if uh, you know they start off as uh, a csr activity but then actually yeah. incorporate that in like brand values it's a great start yeah yeah so uh, now that we've moved towards the end of our questions i want to do a quick fashion epic fashion travel lifestyle I love it. rapid fire <laughs> uh, i love are it. you ready yeah Okay, tell me one outfit that you feel your most fierce self in. My blazer. When I put on my business suit on, as cliche as I've always worn it, it I've always some identified with it. So I love my blazer. I feel like game on now. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Now heels or flats? Heels. Uh pants. Okay, covid post covid it's flats. <laughs> Yeah, because post pandemic, everyone like it's it's work to get into pants and jeans after pajamas yeah. and track pants. Yeah. It hurts. The high heels that I had got used to hurt now, but yeah, but heels mostly. Ah, uh, pantsuit or a skirt suit? Pantsuit. Ah, uh, your go-to casual look? Jeans, white T-shirt, kids, white kids, or Converse. Oh, nice! I like that. Like classic and minimal. Uh, your go-to drink order on a day that uh, you decide, uh, maybe on a weekend. Uh, a rosé, a glass of rosé. Uh, your favorite holiday destination? Uh, okay, this is a difficult one. <laughs> It's really hard. <laughs> But okay, you can uh, name two. <laughs> I want. I don't know holiday destination, but New York is definitely of my you know my always go-to place anywhere in the world, and I'll pick a ticket to New York. Okay. Um, my second destination, because we've gone there so much, I think is um, the Maldives. Mm-hmm. But um, Africa is on my list at some point, so let's see. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, suddenly this whole uh, craze of safari tours and stuff is catching up a lot. So Africa should be great. Yeah. And uh, since this is the Made for More podcast, I have to ask you the obvious question: At what uh, point in your life did you realize that you were made for more? When I decided to create my own path, uh, when I quit corporate, 
Mm-hmm. Um, which, which really when, you know, I'm going to talk about when I was in college, when I was in college, it was either you're a doctor, engineer, and then, you, you know, all the once they said, oh, you weren't smart to get into either. So now you're like going and doing an MBA. <laughs> and then you were like, okay, get a job, job satisfaction, job security, our parents celebrated. And that was the goal, right? To get a job, to have the secure thing. And uh, entrepreneurship was never my dream. I never thought I would be able to do it. Mm -hmm. But I think the moment I took that decision, sometimes it's good not to know what's on the other side, Akanksha, because if I'd known how hard it is, maybe, you know, I would have taken the easy way out. But when I started creating, today the life that I live right now is the one that I've created on design by choice. Um, and I feel like this is, I'm, I'm like made for, now I feel more confident than I felt in my 20s. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But thank you so much for taking the time and coming and sharing your story. I hope that, you know, people now are a little more, uh, informed about how the coaching process works and Mm -hmm. are open to asking for help when they want it and for everyone who's listening you can find uh, Savita on Instagram under the handle success with Savita I'm going to add the links in the bio so it gets easier for you to find her and thank you so much I'll see you soon and all the best for all the great uh, journeys that uh, will soon begin Yes, thank you. Same to you. I wish you all the very best. I know you're going to uh, kill it at at a curve story. And um, thank you everyone for listening in. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store.